Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Car Podcast. I'm your host, Madeline. And I'm your host, Holly. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. All right, y'all. So today we are talking about why isn't God answering my prayers? I think every single one of us, no matter how deep your faith is, have struggled with this question at some point. Again, like you said, every Christian has wrestled with this. Sometimes God can feel so distant. You know, you ask him for things over and over and over again. And I feel like all of us have heard so many different sermons on the same topic. Um, But sometimes they just don't stick. And so we've got some scripture for you today. um, And I pray that it touches you. So something that I want to address right off the bat is that God not only hears your prayers, but he also listens. There's a difference between hearing and listening. I mean, I'm sure those of you who went to school are very aware of that fact of your teachers talking and it goes in one ear and out the other. But that is not how the Lord works. Before all things, God is relational. And so when his children speak to him, he is ready to listen. He wants to hear what you have to say. Everything you say makes it to him. Um, and he listens. I think that's something that, you know, we can kind of tend to forget when we're not getting what we want. That's not exactly the best motivation. But I think something that I've really stuck with when I feel like God's not answering a prayer for me and what I've been told in the past, I have three bullet points for this. Three things to kind of remember when you're asking yourself, why is God not answering my prayers? First of all, God's timeline is different than yours. So I'm going to bring up a story from um, Kings. And it's about Elisha. So if you're not super familiar with this story, there was a prophet named Elijah. He was taken up in a chariot of fire. He had like a student under him, Elisha. And Elisha says um, in Kings, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. So he essentially asked for double of everything that Elisha had gotten, and especially in those miracles. What's really amazing about this story in 2 Kings is In requesting a double portion of Elijah's spirit, asked for a double portion of the miracles that Elijah did. God answered that prayer and he gave him a double portion, but Elijah passed away one short of the double the amount of miracles Elijah did. And so you might be thinking, oh, well, he probably died thinking, man, I didn't get what I prayed for and what I asked for. And he might have been frustrated, but the story doesn't end there. Years after Elijah's death to the point where all that was left of him was just bones, nothing else. A couple guys fell into a pit where he had been buried and they passed away because of the fall. But when their bodies touched the bones of Elisha, they were healed and they came back to life. I think this is often overlooked. Like I said before, God's timeline is so different from ours that he may be answering that prayer that you have past your life. And I think this is such an amazing story. I only learned of it recently, just that showing that God does hear us and God answers our prayers. It just may not be one in the way we think they might be answered or two on our own timeline. And I think this story is just such a good testament to that. So my encouragement would be go read Second Kings, go read the story of Elijah and Elisha. And it could very well be that he is going to answer your prayer or he already has answered it and you just can't, you just haven't seen it yet. And that's something that I didn't even know, but that was his final miracle. So even after he'd passed away to the point where it was just his bones there, God was still answering those prayers for him. So he knows exactly what's going to happen every second of the day for the rest of our lives. So we may be praying for something that isn't what he has for us. So that could be another reason that he doesn't answer our prayers. And my third bullet is God may answer your prayer in a different way. And this is something that's really proven true to me. There have been times where I've said, 
oh God, like I really just want this person in my life or I really want this relationship. I'm convinced that this is the person that you have for me. And so many times God has been like, and B, that's not true at all. A lot of times God has had to really take me off that path and it's taken forever. I said before in, in the past episode, but I've been praying for friends, like good godly friends, girlfriends to uplift me and encourage me. And I've been praying for that like my entire life. And I just now have it at 20. And I'm still building that relationship. It's still in progress. And I still don't know why he made me wait that long. And I may never know. But the end of the day, I waited 20 years for it. And it's honestly made it so much sweeter now that it's here. And so that's another part of it too. If it was a couple years ago, I may not have been as grateful as I am today. So good. Man, that's good. And to tie a bit of scripture kind of into what you were saying, uh, Matthew 7, there's two different parts here. So starting in verse 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. And then continuing in verse 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who's in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Like we as people, we, we can give some pretty solid gifts. But our Heavenly Father, who is perfect and knows our every need before we even voice them, He knows how to give some pretty darn good gifts. Um, And like you were saying, Madeline, God sees the bigger picture and you might be praying for something that is not what He wants for you. If you're praying for something that isn't ultimately what's best, God isn't going to give it to you because He's good. If it's going to harm you, He's not going to give it to you. It's contrary to His very nature to give bad gifts. So even if you're praying, Lord, I want this relationship to work out, or I want to be able to get into this school. If it's not what's best for you, that prayer is not going to be answered how you want it. On that same note, you will be surprised how beautiful that those little surprises are, that the different route the Lord takes you on is a million times better than what you thought. Always, always. Kind of getting into a reflection Holly and I are going to talk about briefly how we've seen God either not answer or answer our prayers differently differently than we thought and kind of share our experience with this topic and how we've kind of grown on that. I've talked about this a little bit already, but, you know, I'm going to have Holly go first and then I'm going to share a little bit something different. Our stories are a little similar. So go ahead, Holly. I laugh every time that you say we have similar stories because they are so similar. It's mm-hmm. not even funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> A lot of you, if you know me personally, you've heard this story a million times over um, because it never fails to amaze me the way that the Lord works things out. Um, I was born and raised in Southern California, um, right smack between LA and San Diego, and it was my home for 17 years. It was all I knew, lived in the same neighborhood, and then at age 17, my parents decide to up and move our whole family to Tennessee, like 17,000 miles away. And I was livid. Oh, I was so mad because all my friends were in California. Like we were all still in high school. It was a year before all my friends graduated. So I felt like I was prematurely leaving everything. I'm super plugged into my church. If I had to create my own idea of a perfect life in my head, that would have been it. Um, And so it just did not make sense. And I was pretty enraged. I was super mad at the Lord, fell into this horrendous pit of depression, you know, made Tennessee my home super stubbornly at first, totally dug my heels into the ground. And I was mad at God for taking away everything. And I remember I had this opportunity to move to North Carolina for an internship. And I told the Lord, I said, I am not moving again because I 
like I barely survived the last move. Like that's not happening. And so I was, I had my heart set to turn down that opportunity. Um, and I don't know what the Lord did in my heart, but he did something. And I ended up moving to North Carolina last summer. And it was so far the best summer of my life. I met some of my best friends and it was just fulfilling. And he called me to move again after that to Virginia. I go to school at Liberty now away from all my friends and he's called me to move overseas this summer which is insane because I told him I said lord I'm never moving again it was crazy because my mom told me she said Holly you're so sure that the lord has called you to the mission field but you can't even withstand a move you know between california and tennessee how the heck are you going to do international missions and that hit me like a wall of bricks but it's been so beautiful to see the lord answer my prayer to mold and shape me for missions i didn't know it would look like this but it did i prayed that prayer back in middle school lord make me a make me a vessel to do your work in the nations and this is what it took and it was hard but he answered that prayer. It was beautiful. And so it's really sweet. And I love, love, love being a little nomad for Jesus now. Like he's made beautiful things out of ashes. And I'm eternally grateful for that. That's really good, Holly. And I'm biased because I'm (laughs) your friend, but I'm so proud of you. And I've loved seeing the Lord uh, work in your life. So for me, I'm just going to briefly touch on a couple of prayers that I've had, some big prayers lately. I already spoke about my prayer for deep and genuine friendships and how that's being answered now and kind of how Holly was saying like earlier in, in a couple of the other episodes, but sometimes I think God needs us to act on something. And, and sometimes part of answering our own prayer is, is taking a step forward instead of just sitting so stagnant. So and good. so to continue with, the genuine friends, um, I kind of had written off the COTC Church of City College group. And um, that's where almost every single one of my great girlfriends and my and my community is. And if I had not written that off two years ago, I probably would have gotten to them way faster. So it's one of those things where I'm grateful for where I am now, but I'm kicking myself like I should have just taken that step and just gone for it. So a couple other prayers that I feel like God has, I also was angry about moving here roughly six years ago. My entire life was not homeschooling anymore. I had friends. I had a spot on the varsity lacrosse team. It was set for me. I was involved in my church and I was good. And moving here, I I was leaving so much behind and I didn't see how it could ever be better here. Now looking at my life, I mean, I can't imagine living anywhere else. And I I know what I would have been if I had continued living in New Jersey. It's not who I am now. And so I know that that was for the best. And it took a couple years for me to realize that even though God didn't answer my prayer for me to be taken back to New Jersey and to go back to that life, he has given me tenfold, just like he did with Job, of what my life used to be. One of my final prayers that I am still don't have an answer from is I too have also struggled with depression since eighth grade. And I've been praying like, like, why do I struggle with this? And, and why is this something that I've dealt with since eighth grade? And I feel like I don't really have a reason to have this depression, but I, I do. And I, I can't seem to shake it. It's one of those prayers that I'm still working through and still trying to figure out why I have this and how long it's going to last in my life. But I do have peace knowing that God is in it with me. And even if he doesn't answer it the way I think he should or when I want him to, I know that it's going to work out okay because at least he hears me. He must have a reason for keeping it in my life as long as he has. I think I resonate with that a lot. Like I've struggled with my mental health as well. So even hearing your perspective on it, like the Lord is in this with me. 
that's so good. Like he has not answered that prayer in my life either. And it can be frustrating, but man, like when he does, if that's in my lifetime, what a beautiful redemption story that will be. That's what I'm looking forward yeah. to. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Holly and I are going to give you all a couple of reflection questions to just think about as you're going through your life and, and you're dealing with this question, why is God not answering my prayers? What is the posture of your heart when you're praying or asking for something? Are you open to hearing something different from him? Are you open to him flat out saying no? What is your heart? Is it give this to me, God, or I'm not going to believe, or you're trying to make a wager with him? What is the posture of your heart when you're praying or asking for something? Are you thanking him for what the good he has done in your life because a lot of times I think we just tend to ask and ask and ask and not thank and and recognize what he's done before and I think sometimes if we recognized what he did and reflected more on that we may not be asking for as much and then my second question is have you repented forgiven others and what are your motives when asking for something the bible does say that repenting of our sins clears that barrier between God and so we need to make sure that we're consistently confessing and repenting of our sins and making sure that yeah that's so good a third question can you trust God or remain faithful when he doesn't answer right away or when you don't like the answer to your prayer that he's giving you this reminds me of a song song lyric from a Christian band that I've listened to it says if it all fell apart would I trust in God and if it's all good would I need him at all Um, And so when God does or does not answer your prayers, does that affect your relationship with him? You know, do you distance yourself from him? Do you remain faithful? Do you continue to abide? When you don't like the answer that he's given you, do you still trust him because you know who he is? And then a fourth and final question I want to leave y'all with. When you pray these prayers to the Lord, is it more of a me, me, me or a Thank you, Jesus. Are you so focused on asking the Father for things that you forget to take time to admire him and to worship him for who he truly is? Kind of like what Madeline said, if we were more focused on what God has already done or who he has proved himself to be in the past, maybe we wouldn't be asking for so much. Because truly, when we meditate on the fact that Jesus is good and he's provided so much in the past, that gives us assurance that he's going to answer our prayers in the future. Worship him for what he's done, and that gives you hope for what he will do in the future. And honestly, the relief of that anxiety might be an answer to prayer in and of itself. Yeah, definitely. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in for this episode of the Car Podcast. We'll see you next time. Grace and peace, y'all.